Hi, it's Dave and Debbie here of the Dave and Dijanovic Show on KSL News Radio. We're on live on KSL News Radio Monday through Friday, starting at nine. And every day we start off with the launch, so the keyword is going to be launch. So text that keyword to five seven five zero zero, and you'll be entered to win a pair of AirPod Pros. Dave and Dijanovic, your morning companions for talk, analysis, and key perspectives on Utah's biggest stories on KSL News Radio. I have said this, and I truly believe it. There will be a female president of the United States. It will either be me, or it will be Kamala Harris. Those words just uttered just not too long ago by Nikki Haley. Um, Dave was in on the editorial board meeting um, with the Desert News, KSL, um, spoke to Nikki Haley live in person. Yeah. Uh, and she said, hey, you know what? There's going to be a female president. It's one of many things that she said. It'll either be me or it'll be Kamala Harris, which is a message. There's so much in that statement. It's very simply put, but it says so much. Number one. It's either going to be me, meaning I've got to win the primary. Uh, Donald Trump will not win a general election. That's what she's saying. So if there's any chance for a Republican to run and win, it's me. So it's either going to be me or it's going to be Kamala Harris, meaning Joe Biden would beat Donald Trump. And Joe Biden's not going to serve four years, another four years Starting at 81 years old, he'd be 85 by the time his term is done. She's absolutely convinced that Kamala Harris would have to take over for Joe Biden for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Whether he dies in office or he resigns, he steps down, he – who knows? Well, it's a strategy. It's a strategy the Democrats could very well be using. Absolutely. To to win win the Oval Office. They've seen the numbers. The latest polls show Nikki Haley would uh, beat Biden by 16 points and that Biden would beat Trump by, I think, four or five points right now. There and there are some that are closer that that have Trump winning Barely. as well. Yeah, oh, they're like all a, within the margin of error. Both like sides. A, it's a it's a coin like a fleck flip. of dust. He well, would be. I mean, it's it's way it. Her neither chances, are guaranteed. But her chances in polling and and if you're going to believe the polling in the primary with the Republicans, um, which has shown you know time and time again that President Trump will you know beat. Yeah. Haley in a in a primary, uh, then you got to believe the polling the other way too. So there we are. So what else did she talk about? There's really in this 25 minute talk that we had with mm. Nikki Haley, she really really went after Donald Trump on on a lot of different levels. But the question was, uh, kind of to your point, what is it about Republicans that All the polls show, if you go head-to-head, Haley, Biden, you win easily. Why are they willing to take a maybe with a Trump-Biden rematch? And what do you say to the voters in these states, the primaries that have already happened, where they have chosen? They had an opportunity to choose you, but they still chose Trump. What do you say to that? Yeah, I don't judge them for that. And I think that's the problem in politics is you're not supposed to judge the people you want to serve. You're supposed to communicate what needs to happen. I think there's a couple of things. One is Republicans saw that Donald Trump didn't get an ounce of peace or a moment's credit. 
and they feel like they, he fought for them, and now they feel like they're fighting back for him. What I want to tell all of those Republicans is, you can like him all you want. I voted for Trump twice. I was proud to serve America in his administration. But the reality is, he will not win a general election. Didn't get an ounce of peace or a moment of credit. And now it's our turn to fight for him. I think that sums up Republican voters that are supporting Trump right now as well as anything I've ever heard. They feel like they're fighting for him because he fought. So when you look at the indictments that are going on right now, and there's over 90, a lot of Republicans, a lot of voters, a lot of Utahns, over 60% believe that all of that is politically motivated to keep Trump from running or winning the White House. Because you can't tell me their policy positions are that different. No. I mean, maybe there are some things here and there, some nuances that are going to be different between the two of them. But you can't tell me um, that, that, you know, the fact that she's uh, served as U.N. ambassador, the fact that she served as a governor, um, first female elected to governor in South Carolina, a daughter of immigrants, built business from the ground up, small business. Um, she's got that in her DNA. So you you, it's like, what is it about President Trump that Republicans are so hooked on or she, mesmerized by? She did bring up several instances where she thinks that Trump failed. Uh, he, she said that Republicans are supposed to be the conservatives. We're not spending money. But then she pointed to Trump's presidency, where he spent trillions and trillions of dollars, did not cut spending, did not gave tax cuts, but did not cut spending. And remember, when Trump was first elected, he had the White House, the House of Representatives, and the Senate. Nothing happened on the border. That's another thing she said, is why couldn't we get anything done on the border? Why couldn't we get anything done with spending? So, yeah, there's some similarities in their policies, of course, all conservatives. But she pointed out the differences. She said he's still not talking about the debt. Should they We're going to fight. I think so. That's why I'm running. I mean, I think that that we're better than this. And I think that, you know, America has an amazing ability to self-correct. Sometimes we have to hit rock bottom to know where up is. We're there. Now we just have to see if everybody's willing to go up. And honestly, it takes a lot of courage. It takes courage for people to believe that they can be part of the solution. I do feel like there's a sense of, oh, we'll just settle. We settle in our personal relationships. That's why the divorce rate is so high. We're settling in our politics. That's why we continue to elect and gravitate toward the same candidates over mm-hmm. and over again. I- I'm curious, though, what else she had to say. What what resonated with you, Dave, when you were in on that that, that editorial board meeting with Nikki Haley this morning? She brought up Trump's humility. And I think that's a word that... <laughs> I think most people would agree, is not a word that often uh, gets coupled with Donald Trump. When you're running for president, this is about addition. It's about bringing as many people in as you can. It's not about pushing people out of your club. And that's why he won't win a general election, is because he's not humble enough to realize you need them. She said he's not getting the independence. He's not getting any Democrats right now. Right now, he's getting hardcore Republicans. 
and they are propelling him to victory in these primaries. I'm also curious what she said about, um, um, you know, why President Trump, um, you know, he's been promising this red wave. (laughs) And it never materializes. It's laughable now. Folks, there's no red wave. There's no red wave coming to save you. You got to save the the party if you want the White House. That is in part what frustrates Haley is because he has been so prominent as the figurehead of the Republican Party, and she said he's got his fingerprints on on every yeah. aspect of it. It is why Donald Trump will not win, because if you look at all of those demographics. Going back to 2016, look at how it continues to fall. And look at the races it's bringing down with it. I mean, that's, that's the key is you have to bring those people in. Since he lost the races in Georgia, what has he done to bring any of those people in? Nothing. He lost in 2018. He lost in 2020. He lost in 2022. But look a couple of weeks ago. Republicans lost the vote on Israel. Republicans lost the vote on the border. The RNC chair lost her job. Donald Trump had his fingerprints on all of it. So at what point will he be held responsible for this string of losses? That's what Nikki Haley is asking. Nikki Haley in town today spoke to our editorial board meeting uh, earlier this morning. Dave was sitting in on that. Thanks so much for bringing us uh, that recording of that conversation with her. You said she was with the editorial board for 25 minutes. There's much more still ahead because Boyd Matheson also sitting down for a conversation with Nikki Haley as well. He'll be joining us in the 11 o'clock hour uh, with his takeaways of that conversation. And then she's heading down to Utah Valley University. What are her plans for the rest of the day, Dave? That's, That's the extent of it. And we were asking if, you know, what are your plans looking forward? And she said, I am... One of those people that looks at where I'm at right now in the moment. I'm not looking in the future. I'm not looking to Super Tuesday. I'm paying attention to you, Tom. Paying attention to you, the editorial board, one step at a time. Well, that's how you make people feel like they matter. I'll tell when you. When you're in the moment with them. We've we've done a lot of interviews. We've spoken to a lot of politicians. Uh, it, and this was as impressive a 25 minutes, as I've seen. She was articulate. She was strong. Uh, her opinions were clear. And it was hopeful. You could tell that she still may be disappointed in the loss in Michigan and the previous primaries, but she's still hopeful. She thinks that Americans will eventually kind of snap out of it and realize the only chance for Republicans to win the presidency is through her.